listen. Friendship. Entertainment. Podcasts, talk radio, people who like discussing movies and entertainment and television, talking about other things that happen in life and all the good stuff that. Uh, I'm going to redo that. It was a terrible intro. Hello, all you viewers. The vacuum that was created when Rush Limbaugh died. Welcome to Cinema 7, your new <laughs> your new daytime talk radio. Time is 9.15. Look, I could be Rush Limbaugh. I just smoke cigars and be racist. Ta-da. There you go. Welcome back to Cinema 7. If you've been listening to us, if you have not, this is your first time hearing us. Welcome to Cinema 7. I am usually the host. My name is Mario B. And with me as... Sometimes and most of the time, and not all the time, John Kanoki. What's up? And Chris Hawk. Can you guys hear the smoke that I'm blowing into this mic? Because I'm blowing smoke into this mic. Puffing. You, you... Puff, puff, puffing. Those <laughs> some clouds it. over there. Making it rain, bud. Making it rain. Anyway, welcome to Cinema 7. Like I said, if you haven't heard us from us before, we talk about entertainment, we talk about life, and we talk about our friendship and the things that uh, surround all three of those things. And usually uh, we're, we're going to be talking about news, and, and uh, I guess it's just news, right? Entertainment news, movie news, television news, things that, things that are going on in the entertainment realm. Uh, right now, we're the WandaVision podcast. That's what we are. I mean, when an episode comes out every week, soon we're going to be the Falcon and Winter Soldier podcast. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not watching. And then we're going to be the Bad Batch podcast. John, you got to watch it. Nah, I refuse. You know, John, <laughs> you can't skip it, bud. It's in the contract. Is he getting paid for this? <laughs> uh, so we're going to start it right off, and we're going to be talking about the Snyder Cut. Snyder Cut is... Uh, It'd be two hours, or not two hours, four hours and two minutes. Two hours what it was supposed to be when he was originally, or what WWE, WWE, I was going to say WWE. (laughs) Well, I mean, (laughs) that's funny. WB wanted Snyder to make his movie about two hours long. The other thing is this movie is going to have chapters apparently within the movie. So the first chapter is... Something to do with Batman, and the second chapter is called... Uh, it's the Age of Heroes. Age of Heroes, and what's chapter one? Don't count on it, Batman. So obviously, gotcha. I think that's uh, the Joker saying that, probably. Sounds like the Joker. Probably. Sounds like a Joker thing to say. I wonder if he'll start it off with uh, nightmare stuff. Four hours and dos minutos. That is a long movie. Feel about that, John? I mean, with chapters, is it really a movie at this point? It's. It sounds like he got the best of both worlds here, and yeah. got to do what he wants to do, and he mm. can also feed off of the negativity that the original movie got. 
I don't see how he could, could fail here. I, I feel like we're in for something good. It's just I I don't know that it's going to be what everybody says, which is he should have made the original. Apparently, I mean, it has nothing, no shots from Whedon's cut. Did Whedon's cut have shots from Snyder cut? Apparently, only thirty minutes of John Sn- uh, Zack Snyder's cut was used in the actual previous Justice League. It's also revealed or talked about that Snyder cut will have a big cliffhanger ending. Now, I don't what? think he should. Yeah, no, he, he uh, admitted that. I don't think he should have said anything at all about that. I I, I don't know why you would. That's yeah, been floating around. I, that just seems like number one uh, unnecessary hype. But number two, uh, if it really does, why spoil that? Yeah, why spoil that? Why do we have to keep doing that? We keep doing this. The same thing where we spoil things like that. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. I, I there's no magic in the in the surprise anymore, or the anticipation, or you know, people wanting more. I guess so. Either it is an an impressive cliffhanger, or it's not going to be an cl- an impressive cliffhanger, and people are going to be disappointed because he just said that. You know what I mean? You, like you're hyping it up. So much that people are going to have these expectations. Well, what's the point of the cliffhanger if there's no payoff to it? Like, is he going to just, make more? Is he going to right. make more movies? Justice League Two hasn't been confirmed. Well, I also read that because he wanted to do a Justice League Two, they're not bringing him back to do a Justice League Two off of his version. You're wait. So this is a one-off movie. Well, originally. He was going to do like three parts, I believe. He's going to do three right. Justice League movies. Right. I, I read and, that little synopsis of what he was trying to do with all three yeah. movies. So now that he's doing the Snyder cut, they only bringing him in for this Snyder for or not bringing him in, but they're allowing him to make his movie. They're not uh, going to go into negotiations or. Sign him on to do a Justice League 2 after this. You think they're done with Zack Snyder? Probably. I mean, did you see that they're going to reboot? Uh, I did see that. Very mad. Superman? Yeah. I mean, I love... With money, J.J. is behind producing. You basically can get away with anything. But Tanishi Coates, as the writer, I mean, that could be something special. What if we do get Michael B. Jordan as a Superman? Maybe he could be like a new Jimmy Olsen. I just don't think he has the acting chops to be Superman. I mean, he carries both the Creed movies. But would you say his acting in those movies like showcases that he could be Superman? I think those movies show he has a lot of heart. And one of Superman's defining characteristics is his heart. Unless they're trying to make Superman more relatable to the modern age... Uh, with um, him being more um, down to earth, I guess. Does that make sense? Superman's got a TikTok. He's down to earth. He's got a gram. He's on the gram. He's on the TikTok. I got you. I got what you're saying. He's a a millennial. City. Yeah. Maybe. Well. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe he lives in the city instead of on a farm. Maybe he. They. His family's. Not got a lot of money or something. I mean, I don't know if the Kents had a lot of money. They didn't. Ah, uh, he's a farmer. 
but I don't think it truly matters who plays Superman now. You've had six different white men play Superman. Really, it's all about the story that matters. The villain, the surrounding cast. How'd you feel? How'd you feel about the villain in Man of Steel? Uh, what's his name? Is uh, uh, I can't remember his it, name. Michael? Uh, is it Michael? Jane Michael or something? I love that. Play General though. Zod. Jeff Google. We're terrible. We're terrible <laughs> we're entertainment ter- podcast we're ter- talkers. We're terrible. We, we don't do our ter- research. Terrible. Uh, Michael Shannon. That's what I was close. What'd you say? Michael. It was a Michael. He just said Michael. I said that's not close. I said Shane Michael. I said Michael. Okay. Michael's close. Michael's fifty percent. Mario had the SH. Did. Teamwork. So we were sixty percent. <laughs> we were sixty percent there, Mario. Look, here's how I see it. Superman is a boring character. He's boring <laughs> in the comics. He's he he's too strong. You have to put him in impossible situations where he has like all all ulterior motives or like choices to make, and or he you know gets his ass kicked essentially. But you don't really ever think he's going to lose. If they do anything else to take away from that, I'm okay with it. And Earth Two Superman is you know a bit more down to earth, a bit more relatable. I don't know if they're going to do uh, you know Earth Two Superman, but. They could. You know, Superboy is a lot weaker than Superman. Yeah, but nobody cares about Superboy. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Look, nobody man. Cares. Superboy Prime is legit, okay? Just let's just go there. Chris Hawk. <laughs> I want you to go into a crowd <laughs> and name drop Superboy Prime and see how many people know who that is. <laughs> Look. <laughs> if people read Crisis on Infinite Earths, they'd, they'd know, John. They would know. Chris Hawk, <laughs> I want you to go into a crowd, <laughs> name drop Crisis on Infinite Earths, and tell me who knows what that is. Because the internet hasn't told them yet. Like, they've told them all of the Marvel plots. You're right. Right. Hawk just wants a hero who wears <laughs> jeans and a leather jacket. That's, Look, that's what he wants. <laughs> the best costume. When Spider-Man brings out the leather jacket, you know it's legit, okay? Yeah. Another thing that John brought up when we were discussing what to talk about this week and, and you know, going off of the Snyder stuff, uh, was Hollywood's, uh, inter- Hollywood's um, how do I want to say this? Them intervening on movies, and like the executives of producers intervening on the scripts and the writing and, and the storytelling of these movies. Um, John, what, what what did you want to discuss, or what were some of the things you wanted to, us to get into the weeds with about that? Well, it's it's related to the Snyder Cut because uh, I know we we all read that article, but basically Snyder came out and said that he didn't want to take any money to redo this because he didn't want to have to answer to anyone, which honestly kind of sounds like a you know a personal like redemption arc he's trying to paint here, but it does get into the, the you know. The discussion about how much interference is too much interference in the creative process. Because obviously, time crunches are a big thing we see in media and we see in, you know, like video games and other forms mm-hmm. of media where they don't have enough time to do what they want. But there's also these just ridiculous requirements like cutting a movie down to two hours. I mean, Marvel's had successful long movies and, you know, enjoy, they, they enjoy relatively 
good creative freedom from what we've heard. Why, why do these studios still feel this is the way to go? What, what is it that, what's the benefits of that? I don't see any. Do you? I, I don't understand why you would something like the justice league. I think you want to give as much space as possible. I don't, I don't see a reason why you would want that movie to be two hours long. You want that movie to be a little bit more grander. Two hours for like a Justice League movie just doesn't seem enough. And then bringing in uh, Whedon to direct simultaneously with Snyder. That doesn't seem like a situation where both directors would be able to work at their greatest. You know, a, a tandem directing doesn't sound very fun. They weren't tandem directing, right? Snyder had to leave, so they they found they used Whedon as his replacement. But then Snyder left. They changed his whole movie. He did the whole thing, and that's likely because what he was doing didn't fit what they wanted, just based on what we've heard. But why is that necessary? Well, I mean, I I guess you have to look at how torn people were with Batman and V Superman. So maybe. Um, they were going off of the reception of that. What did you say, John? I said, Batman v Superman. How long was it? Three hours? Yeah, it was long. Yeah. And I don't think the, the the length of that movie was its problem at all. It was the movie itself. Look at Sony with the Spider-Man 3. I mean, it, we've heard and and there's articles and there. Uh, I think. Uh, the actor who played Sandman confirmed it. Uh, he had a script uh, prior to Sony intervening and adding, uh, wanting to add Venom to the movie. It was just Sandman, and it was just an, an arc. Close up that whole thing with with Uncle Ben and and you know his friendship with uh, Harry. So you know um, he intervened and wanted to add Venom and. We got the Spider-Man three that we got because of that. So I, I could, you know, it. I don't understand why they 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 think they know what's best for the art form. Uh, they like John said. I think they should just leave it up to the uh, the people writing it and the people and the people directing it. I I really think that I mean I understand the business part of it, but in this day and age with the amount of uh, activism, for lack of a better word, that fans take with the content they really like, you almost can't do that anymore and expect like no backlash at all. And the more and more you do it, as if that gets out, people are just all over you. I mean, you know, look at Cyberpunk in terms of video games. They, people, the, you know, the developers came out and said, this is what they wanted us to do. This is what they made us do. And we couldn't get it done. And people are just all over the company behind it. You know, it's like they hate them. They're not going to buy other games. You know, they're this this just constantly tainted. And that's right. I feel like that's what's happening with these these DC comic movies. Uh, obviously, you know, the first Wonder Woman was good. Second Wonder Woman, uh, a lot of people didn't like. I personally haven't seen it because of you know the mixed review. But it's like the more and more you do these things, the more turned off people are. You can't even get people to watch the movie. So how, what does it matter how long it is? If you can't get people to go see it, if it's, you know, 55 minutes, who cares? I think four hours is good at home. I don't know how I would have felt going to the theater. Cause that's almost like whole day. You know, you got, you got to plan out a whole day just to go to the theater to see that. It, I mean, you can't obviously because of, 
COVID and stuff, and you, you want to um, base out your time, and, and you don't want to just pile people into a movie theater, but you know what I mean? Like, you can't just say, hey, you know what? I'm going to take four hours and two minutes of my day. Well, four hours, let's say, and 35 minutes of my day, because I have to wait 30 minutes before the trailers start, and then there's probably 30 minutes of trailers. So, okay, maybe five hours of my day to go to the movie theater. So, I mean, this is good that it's coming out at on streaming platforms for us to watch at home during a pandemic because uh, we can pause it. We can go to the bathroom. Uh, you know, we could uh, come back to it, especially if there's chapters, we can pace it out. I'll tell you right now, I saw return of the King in movie theaters. That's a four hour movie. Is it a four hour return of the King? It's, it's close. It's like three and change. If not four, I think I also did see return of the King in theaters. It's so good. You don't. It doesn't feel like four hours. It does not feel like four hours at all. That's the thing. You know, the movie has to be good enough to warrant the time. Now, Snyder Cut. You know, we don't know. Jury's out. If it was good enough for four hours, though, should have just done it. I I don't know what world in we're going to get a Justice League movie with what we have available that it's worth four hours. But I could be wrong. It's over four hours long. Holy shit! It's four so hours and eleven minutes doesn't feel like that that's not even the extended cut what sucks is um it has to be that long you know for them not having individual movies before they did it i'm wanting to trim it down before there was a solo batman movie before there was a solo aquaman movie before there was a solo wonder woman movie did not help it but now that we have those solo movies basically besides the flash uh, i think this is going to help the snyder cut yeah, I'd agree. I think the setup, which uh, we talked a bit about originally, where they didn't have their original movies, I think the setup, uh, people being more familiar with the characters, and you know, because not everybody's a comic book person in this day and age. As much as people pretend to be all about comic books, they literally only watch Marvel movies. It's like you need that setup. You need the the movie needed it, and without it, you needed that extra time. You didn't really have to do a Batman origin, so I mean, get where they're coming from. Just throw them in there because everybody already knows Batman's origin. So why not just throw them into the Superman fold? But still have to establish your Batman. So I, I feel like even if they did like the plot thread of somewhere in his uh, reign as Batman could have worked. I I've always felt that DC's biggest strength is not its heroes it's its villains and the more villains you can showcase and build a you know a background for to help build the hero up before a giant ensemble cast the better whereas just looking at marvel marvel's strength is its heroes let's talk about um their villains with the uh which will lead into us talking about wandavision uh did you guys watch the latest episode yes yes Talk, how did you feel about the latest WandaVision episode? Still struggling to find motivations for our main characters. Yeah, you know, it starts off with Agatha and Salem in the 1600s, I believe. And uh, realistically, all they show you is her clapping back at her mom. Don't show you any background information about why she does what she's doing. And I mean, obviously, it's probably for she's power hungry. 
but you know. But I was assuming from what they said, and then she kept asking Wanda how she did what she did. It's like, are you seeking more power? But she never confirmed or denied that she was trying to figure out why Wanda was doing that to gain that power. Right. Is she like a gatekeeper of other magical users, like trying to like take their power or she's like keeping check on them? Is she trying to get people to her side like a magic user Avengers? I don't know. Yeah, it it doesn't make. Well, honestly, I hated the episode. I didn't think I. I don't hate the show. I think the show is very good. I just did not like the episode. Could have done huh. it entirely. Uh, the first 10 minutes of just a effects overload of sp- spell beams was unnecessary to me. You don't like spell beams, Sean? No. Beam. Um, spell beam. <laughs> but yeah, I just didn't see the point. It, did, it didn't really do anything to further the plot minus the very end. Like, I, I don't know. I'm calling her the Scarlet. The whole episode is like, call her the scarlet witch so she has an established name and then the end that's it i gotta tell you that is a terrible ending minus the mid credit scene just it felt so flat like it was supposed to be one of these oomph sounding um lines for the end of this episode like you're the scarlet witch like that what is i already like meta knowledge kind of kind of beat the over the head for this episode like it's definitely ruined think, it that everybody's called her that for so long. Right. And also, what is we haven't even what does the Scarlet Witch mean? You know, you're you're telling the audience, oh, you're the Scarlet Witch. You should be, you know, the audience should get a reaction, but we don't know what kind of reaction we want to get because we don't know what the hell a Scarlet Witch is. We just know that it's a color and she's a magic user. She said Scarlet Witch. Or that. Pointed, I pointed at the TV like Leo DiCaprio. Did you really? <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> I think that's what that that's what they were thinking probably there. They're like, everyone's going to go, oh, they called her by her name. Let's be real, her name, you, what's up, fam? You know people did that, unfortunately. I got to tell you, I don't think the name really means anything to me. MCU, MCU, MCU? Yeah, MCU-wise, I'm f- perfectly fine people calling her Wanda. Well, I mean... Civil War already showed that everybody knows who everybody is. Right. Iron Man. I mean, Iron Man. The first Iron Man showed that everybody already knows who everybody is. So why America? Why everybody even, already knows who Captain America is. Why? Why even have a monkey? Or why even have a name? Everyone knows who Spider Man is. Yeah, basically Spider Man. Yeah. Peter Parker. Now that's yeah. it. Hey, look, Peter Parker stole that man's pizzas. <laughs> <laughs> I. See, I think what they were trying to do was they were trying to establish the character more and get you more in touch with uh, Wanda as a as a uh, on a deeper level, I think, because like Marvel MCU keeps trying to go back to reestablish characters too much like they're doing with the Black movie like we've already had this character for so long and now you have to reestablish the character again tell her story in a whole movie after the character's already met her uh, doom. I mean, it's like a wonderful life. You, uh, the Jimmy Stewart movie. And just showing us things to have us connect to her more. Maybe that's what or they do. We, you don't know. And that, I mean, that's what I'm thinking they were doing with this episode, but going more in depth with the character when we've we already know what's going on. You know, you could have used this episode for the plot. Yeah. So I think we've we've established that 
the episode kind of falls flat. But there are some interesting tidbits in there I do want to talk about, like um, how the Mind Stone kind of gravitates toward Wanda. And then we see Vision get the Mind Stone. Now, so I, this isn't my original idea. I read this on the internets. But what if Vision is only attracted to Wanda because the, wine stone, the Mind Stone is attracted to her? thinking that while watching the episode. What does that matter, though? Like their relationship is not really, it's not a actual thing. It's a like a a magical, metaphysical thing. I, I see what you're saying, but what is what's the end game to that? If that was a plot, right? Is it going to break her heart to find that the only reason why Vision loved her was because of the Infinity Stone in his head? And if that was part of WandaVision, why? You know, are they are they gonna set that up instead of you know just reference it? Are they gonna set it up and pay it off all in the last episode? It just doesn't. Is it gonna be only a thirty minute episode? Confirmed hour. I, they already confirmed it was like fifty minutes. Hmm. The thing that that bothers me is introduced another villain in the show. The last episode. I hope it's Modok. Absolutely okay with it if it's the <laughs> the villain in the. Doctor Strange movie, and that's what we're going straight into. Yeah. It's only, what, two weeks after this episode comes out? I'm completely fine with that. I actually would prefer that, because anything else I'm going to just be let down at this point. Yeah. There's just much that doesn't really make sense without a bigger bad guy behind it. Do you think what her name is going to be protecting I think she's just there for the power. I feel like potentially Maybe she is looking to access this to further higher power, you know, maybe to bring him to the other side or, you know, you know, let him loose on the world. And she doesn't know he's already part of it or they're working completely together. But that just doesn't make sense based on her attitude. So maybe she's looking to make a deal with Mephisto if Mephisto is the villain and she wants to know how Wanda's used this power to alter reality so she can do it to get closer. I don't know, though. It's. That episode just did nothing for me after the quote-unquote big reveal, even though people knew, you know, episode one, who she was. I think reveal of another villain weakened reveal of Agnetha if they never paid off why she was there in the first place. It better not be Magneto. I will, I will probably... Not finish the episode. Well, I, I will finish the episode, but I will be so mad if it's Magneto. <laughs> so it'll be so dumb. Please explain to me Vision, because I keep seeing what? people freaking out about it, and I have no idea. I don't know anything about White Vision. What? First, can I say something before Chris Hawks explains this? I guarantee half, Go ahead. 90% of those people don't know who White Vision is until they looked it up. I just, I'm tired right. of seeing these people hyping this up like they're like, I've been collecting comic books my whole life. It's like, no, some of these people, man, they're killing me. <laughs> admit to you guys right now, I have no idea about White Vision, and I hardly knew anything about Agnetha. Uh, only a little bit. I, I'm not too proud to say White Vision. I told you guys before I hate the Vision, so I had no idea anything about him. So John's going to love this Vision even more. It's basically... So, so Vision does some scary shit in the comics where he 
hacks into like the global um, security internet that handles all the nuclear weapons in the entire world. Uh, and all the world governments did not like that one bit. So they captured him and they disassembled him and Scarlet Witch and the West Coast Avengers went to go find him. They found him. Hank Pym builds him back together, but he doesn't have the uh, he doesn't have the memories of the old vision. So it kind of freaks with Wanda a little bit. Uh, and it's he becomes back as white vision. That is basically it. He's they rebuild vision. No memories. White vision. No explanation for the color. White vision kind of pointless. Uh, uh, it seems like it's like a it's like a brand new day type of situation for um, Spider-Man and Mary Jane, where they didn't want to keep Mary Jane and Spider-Man together. So they killed uh, Aunt May, made a deal with Mephisto. Their marriage never happened. Uh, this Wanda and Vision eventually break up or get divorced or whatever after he becomes White Vision. Well, yeah, clearly he doesn't love them. <laughs> he doesn't remember it. Yeah. I, it's going to be heartbreaking. I wonder if they're going like, he's going to like be tool a tool for, you know, either Mr. So, or the government and then like break out of it and like have a redemption. Like he becomes the new vision. It's, yeah, exactly. Like this is how they revive the character, but he's got to go through this, you know, redemption arc after doing some sort of heinous crime. Or he's just going to get destroyed instantly by Wanda. Yeah, that's possible. <laughs> I just, I can't, I can't see a world where they don't try to bring this character back in full force. People Are you talking about Vision? Yeah, yeah, Paul Bettany is Vision. Obviously, White Vision is going to fight Yep, Vision. Happen. It's going to be weird. Because it's, that Vision is made from Wanda, so I guess he's as strong as Wanda says he is. Uh, is that going to happen in episode nine? Because where's the time for it? <laughs> Double vision, which is weird because he's also thinking on his own. So I guess she, when she created him, it's like his own separate entity. Like she's not controlling him, but she was partially controlling him a little bit in certain episodes. What if, here we go. What if Wanda created vision because he has his own consciousness, inserts his own consciousness in white vision, and then it has an actual body. Hmm. Hmm? Would, would he be able to survive outside of the hex? That's the question. Well, isn't Vision the product of the Mind Stone and Wanda's powers are a project, a product of the Mind Stone, who she's now created another Vision, but that can't exist outside the Mind Stone powers. So if he has access to the white Vision body that was created by the Mind Stone, come on, it's going to work. It's not bad. That's not bad. John, you was a smart guy over there. Let me tell you that. You was smart guy. Like that at all? It'll probably be much more, like much simpler. He's probably just gonna walk into the body and be like, "I'm in the body." I'd like to know who rebuilt him, because that is that was rebuilt. I mean, he was built by um, Bruce Banner and Tony Stark, two of the smartest people in the Marvel universe. Yeah, unnamed scientists put Vision back together. Not only fixed him. Put them back together. This is high. T- this is the high tech, the most high tech of high tech shit we're talking about here from Tony Stark and Bruce Banner. That's one of MCU's problems or discrepancy out the franchise. How genius discrepancy throughout the franchise. 
mm. opinion. Mm. We'll find out. Brought up. Uh, I mean, I I like the show. I like well, I like watching the show. Like John said, I I enjoy every week go to find a new episode. You know, so I, I enjoy watching watching it every week, and and I hate when the uh, standby thing pops up. I'm like, damn it. So something interesting Kevin Feige also said about WandaVision is not only does it lead directly into um, the multiverse of madness, it also leads directly into Spider-Man 3. Which you talked about Spider-Man earlier, and that was one of the other things we were going to talk about, the Spider-Man title. So I'm, I'm guessing Spider-Man title, you want me to reveal it right now? It's we're, we're first first people to know about it right here, guys. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> no, no way home. It's titled Spider Man No Way Home. Now, I, I, what's sacrificing that? himself and dying? What? <laughs> Got to be what the the title is metaphorically insinuating in the movie is someone is going to sacrifice themselves, not going home and dying, or they're stuck in an alternate universe and there's no way out. That's that's honestly what I ex- I expect with who we have confirmed for this movie. I expect the alternate universe plot. But one clearly, of the old sp- the other Spider-Man? Yeah. Yep. Yo, there's word that uh William Dafoe was on set. Mm. Kirsten, Kirsten Dunst. Yeah, Kirsten Dunst. How would they bring William Dafoe back unless someone's looking in a mirror? <laughs> did Harry oh. die in Spider-Man 3? Harry did not die. Rewatch Spider-Man 3. Yeah. They're going to um, come into it. That's you you got to watch, watch them all. You got to watch that for build up. Watch it. We're going to have to revisit all Spider-Man before that uh Spider-Man 3 No Way Home. We're going to have to do it. Good. I say we watch them all and then once three of us them whenever everyone's done you know like let's say john finishes it next month chris hawk finishes it two months down the road we, we talk about them on the podcast is, are we including the amazing spider-man yeah all of them okay just making sure you borrow them john i have them all <laughs> i'm excited um they say it's they say it's, of course, the most ambitious Spider-Man, but that really doesn't truly mean anything to me. It's all about the personal story of Spider-Man. This is what I'm interested in and how he grows. So let's see some actual singular growth from Tom Holland's Spider-Man this time, all by himself, maybe. I mean, it's not going to happen. Hopefully, someone doesn't bail him out all the time. The second um, one, in my opinion, had more of that, where he was he was more... Right by kind himself of, but he still relied on iron man a lot so i mean he did grow into himself a little bit with this spider tingle also been uh thing we wanted to talk about that chris hawk brought up was the the PR movie uh with fish boys fish boys come on fish man. Boys. Yeah, the fish boys called uh luca right the um made a movie uh uh, and the last dragon. Those are two things that are coming out this year. Yep, Disney, Disney Plus Premier Access. Yeah, man. You, I know you guys are all paying for it, so we all can watch it at the same time. I heard Chris Hawk said he wanted to play for both of them. 
said, I have kids. Chris Hogg. Let me take the hit. That is 60 bucks for two movies. I don't know about that. Just wait. I mean, it's going to suck, but I'll wait. Because I really want to see that in the, in the Last Dragon. I mean, I've been I've been pretty happy with whatever Pixar has put out. I don't think there's ever been a movie, maybe except Cars 2. Wasn't that great? It was okay. It's planes. John, how do you over. feel about this? You're the big... Uh... It looks pretty good. I don't know about Fish Boys. I don't really know what the plot of that is. I like about fish. It's Fish Boys. That's all you need to know. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I like the atmosphere and the uh, the locale. Um, but yeah, the the Ray and the Last Dragon looks pretty good. But again, I will be waiting. I'm not going to pay thirty dollars. Leroy does not show up in that movie. I'm going to be pretty darn mad. Do you think they have a like a nod to him? Probably not, unless one of the characters' name is Shownuff. Shownuff? Right. Well, that's pretty much everything we wanted to talk about on this episode. Uh, I, I, we weren't really on our game this episode, I don't think, but you know, we had some really good discussions about the uh, Justice League, uh, the Snyder Cut, and uh, us breaking down the WandaVision episode. I think it was really fun. All agreed, and uh, I, I think the more we do this podcast... the longer we have done this podcast the more civil we have we have become because originally like before the podcast i used to get very defensive about my opinion and then chris hawk used to be like that's my opinion it's all that matters john was like hold up i got facts i think we can all agree um, though all of our listeners um fuck boss logic <laughs> know who we are but i'm keeping that rivalry going <laughs> yeah yeah uh, recommendations anything you guys been watching before we uh uh i do not i have not watched anything new in the time i last talked to you and spoke with you guys uh between now and then i have not watched anything new i'm watching the same stuff playing the same games i will say that i have done a complete playthrough of kingdom hearts I am finally on the third one. Oh snap. And uh yeah, knowing and actually playing all of the games ahead of time definitely helps you. It definitely it, know what hap- to know what happens, but that's ridiculous that you have to play all those games. Is it a coherent story? I mean, yeah, it's unnecessarily complicated, but yes, it it makes sense. Okay. I hear I only hear complaints about the story. I think that's because most people didn't play every single game. What about the third game, John? I'm midway through it. It's not bad. Combat is kind of tedious, but otherwise it's not bad. It feels like it has more cutscenes uh, than the second one, but it actually does not. Uh, well, what about the Frozen map? Uh, it was massive. Basically the, it was basically the movie, though. They're all basically the movie, aside from the ones that take place after the movie. Tangled literally uses cutscenes from the movie. Hmm. Like, they're actual scenes. It's not, like, rendered in video game. It's actually scenes from the movie. When I was watching uh, Ronnie play, she was disappointed with the Frozen level. She was like, this is kind of lackluster. I do a lot. I just kind of watched far. Yeah, I didn't like the Winnie the Pooh map. Yeah, well, you're there for 15 minutes. It's uh, 
it it's it's not as good as uh you know the best game in the series birth by sleep but uh i wouldn't say it is the worst game but it's probably of the three main ones it's probably the worst damn card game no birth by sleep is the uh the one set 10 years in the past the card game is probably the worst game overall it's actually not bad to play once you play it but uh it's literally just like a rehash of the first game because he's lost his memories. It's like, a it, it, I mean, it does look, it, it, it did look unique though, the way you had to like cycle through the cards and, and play is definitely unique for a card system game. Like it, it was very innovative, but it feels like it takes a while to learn that system through the first couple missions and stuff or bosses. I'm told that if you played it on Game Boy Advance, it made a lot more sense and uh, was was easier to do because that's what it came out back in the day. Anyway, we uh, thank you guys for listening to this episode. Um, well, you can listen to us next week and, and so on and so forth. If you uh, if you want to um, reach out to us on social media, uh, but you can reach us on our email at cinema seven podcast at gmail.com cinema, just the number seven cast at gmail.com and uh there you know you can tell us you like us you can tell us whatever you can definitely subscribe to us um on spotify now you can spot uh subscribe to us on wherever you get podcasts and you can review us on there as well i hope you guys enjoyed listening to this episode and we'll see you guys next time kind of send off is that there's no chris hawk send off there Guarantee that what's this not reality Never tell she makes a point to make a gather boy She said it's easy but in the end you have no choice And you know, so it's just the way that it goes Is that a right man? Uh, we want to thank you for listening with us We want to thank you for watching with us And we want to thank you always For exploring with us Don't even bother cause I'm tired and I'm sick of it And every time she makes a point to make a gather boy She said it's easy but in the end you have no choice